Ave Maria Purissima. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. At the end of the liturgical year, we're reminded of the end of the world. And then, of course, Advent, the whole season of Advent, has to do with the coming of Christ. So it has to do with both comings of Christ. His first coming in mercy as a little baby in the manger, and then his second, second coming in the clouds of glory to judge the living and the dead. And that, that will explain why the readings go the way they're going to go in this upcoming season. In today's gospel, it's taken from the 24th chapter of St. Matthew. And in Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke, those gospels all have similar, but not exactly the same uh, details because they didn't write all the same things down. But our Lord is, is, is what's happened in the scene here is he's come up uh, and he's talking about there isn't going to be one stone left on another at the temple. And, they're, they're, and they end up, they're standing on the Mount Olivet looking down at the Temple Mount and all that. And the apostles ask him a couple questions. They ask him, tell us, Lord, what, when, what is, when is this going to happen? What's the, what's the sign of your coming and so forth? And when all these are going to pass, they're asking him about the destruction of the temple and the end of the world at the same time. So he answers both questions at the same time. That's why some of this refers to Judea, some of it refers to Judgment Day. But that's all as it should be because the, the, the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem by Titus of Vespasian is a type of the end of the world. We can see a lot about the end of the world from what happened there, what happened to the Jewish people, what happened to Jerusalem, which is a type of the world, and the temple, which is a type of the church. Everything was complete chaos. I don't have time to get into a lot of it in a fervorino. If you really want to read a lot about it, you can read The Wars of the Jews by Flavius Josephus, who was a Jewish priest, who ended up being a general on the Jewish side for a while, and then, you know, realized what was going on, basically, and swapped to be on the Roman side. And so he's an eyewitness of the things that, that pass. It, it's just absolutely horrific, a lot of things that happen. But uh, Titus and Vespasian surround Jerusalem, I think something like three days, I don't remember, it's amazing. They put up uh, fortifications around the city, which is in and of itself just amazing. You're, you're talking about by hand labor, not with modern equipment. And, uh, and they set siege to Jerusalem. Inside Jerusalem, you have these different factions. Crazy, there's, there's crazy, one faction is really, well, they wear, they're men that wear women's clothing and, and clothing and stuff like that, and they're running around doing all that stuff. So you have the giant San Francisco faction roaming all over the place, pulling out knives and murdering people. You have these crazy zealots, you have, you have different factions, they end up burning all the food. They have years worth of food, they burn it all and so they end up starving. It's, they're absolutely mad. The whole thing is mad. And uh, the, the Romans keep on trying to give them terms. They, they're, they're not gonna have anything of it. So finally, uh, as things develop, and like I say, we're just gonna jump through this, they won't, you, you had your chance, now you're not gonna have your chance. So as Jews try to flee from there, uh, they end up crucifying, like the priests, they run out of wood. There's so many of them crucified facing Jerusalem. They run out of wood. They have, they've got just, they're all over the place, crucified. What a, what a fitting thing right there in a, in a horrific way for those that crucified our Lord are involved with that. Here you have a generation later, 40 years later, this sort of thing going on. You have them running out. They discover that people had swallowed gold. Uh, they're coming out half starving. So what does that mean for everybody that comes out? The soldiers gut them out to see if they've got any gold in them. And uh, so you have this kind of horrific thing going on. Finally, to make a very long story short here, the, the, the temple gets burnt, 
all, and, uh, and, and the temple gets burned, even though Titus didn't want that to happen. And they, they, they go in and they sat through them so bad it talks about like knee deep in blood running in the streets. There's that many people they're killing and just savage. And then they take people, the people that did live through it prisoner and march them off. But it's a type of judgment day, how horrific judgment day will be for the sinners. And we're gonna be there. We're gonna be there. We may not be there in our body, but we'll certainly be present in spirit and we are gonna come out of the ground on that final judgment. We may not live to see the end of the world in that sense, but we certainly are gonna reach the end of the world. We're all gonna come out and be gathered to the Valley of Jehoshaphat, which is what he's uh, alluding to in the end of this when the angels are gathering everybody from the four corners. Everybody gets resurrected from the dead as we confess in the creed. We're all brought to the Valley of Jehoshaphat to appear before our Lord who's coming in the crowds of glory to judge the living and dead with his angels and saints around him. And he's, there's a two-way cut. His purgatory ends at the end of the world. There's a two-way cut. There's the goats and the sheep. And the sheep, of course, will be happy with him forever, new heaven and earth. But the goats then in judgment, the earth opens up, they fall in, and it slams shut. And the way they land in hell is the way they'll lay forever as long as God is God. One of the best things we can do when we come to this kind of topic is meditate on it. And then think to ourselves, put yourself in meditation in the goats and say, how did I end up there? In other words, what kind of tendencies do I have? What kind of temptations, what kind of things do I do that could end me up in the goats? And then start closing every one of those doors. Work backwards, get rid of everything in your life can possibly lead you to end up on the wrong side. We want to make sure we stay with the Lord. We have to love him, but we also have to have a reverent and holy fear. And the fear should not be rooted so much in him as it is in us. We look at ourselves and say, uh-oh, so we have the virtue of hope. He'll get me there, but I have to do my part, which is removing the occasions of sin, the kind of behaviors from my life that are going to end me up on the wrong side. Get rid of those and live for the Lord and the Lord alone.